Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 100-Year Real Estate Investor. We're your host, Jake and Gino, and this is the show dedicated to long-term personal financial engineering. G-Day, how's it going? I had to step up my game today with the shirt color. I thought you were going a little bit more dark. Yeah, I feel right. underdressed right now. And maybe we're on a trip to Hawaii. I don't know. Maybe this is a special occasion. I think it is. Oh, you're coming down to Florida next week, so I'm just getting myself ready for you, bro. I can't believe it's here already. Mm -hmm. Holy crap. I don't, I don't even know if I'm ready yet. I got to button some things up. But very special guest today. Today's guest is... The MG, Mr. Marco Barbaro. Does that name sound familiar? He is the Director of Marketing and Investor Relations at Sharpline Equity. He's not only had firsthand success with whole life, but some firsthand misses as well. So without further ado, the MG, Marco Barbaro, welcome to the show. Excited, excited for this because it's something I really believe in and, and something I'm glad that I did for, for many reasons. Well, I want to talk first a little bit. Take us back to the kitchen because I know you and your, your brother got extremely, extremely, extremely lucky to exit the restaurant just before COVID hit. But there's also some stories that go along with that. So tell us why some of your best deals were hashed out in the kitchen. Well, in the morning, the kitchen was just me and him. So it was a great time as we're opening up. Who's him? You know, to, to, was sorry? that you and God? You had some, you had some spiritual me, moments me, with me God there? Bro, me and my brother, <laughs> the G-Daddy, huh? So, so it, it, while we're opening up, we, we always talked about like, what can we do? What are we doing as partners? Um, where can we grow? Um, so it, it gave us a good chance. And I got into my first 26 unit with, with you and him. It was in the morning in the kitchen. We're opening up and we had our New York properties, which were doing okay. The four families doing great. The, the shopping centers were typical New York properties and, you know, not cash flowing what we want. And he's like, yeah, I got a deal in Tennessee. And, and I was a little hesitant at the time to invest because some of the deals in New York were the shopping centers were giving a lot of headaches. And he literally looked at me while we're opening up and he's like, you need to invest in this deal. And I was like, I don't know. It was only $40,000, but <laughs> that's when we're getting started. And, and he, but he looked at me, he's like, no, you need to invest in this deal with us. It's going to be a, a great deal. And it turns out to be an amazing deal. So it started there. And um, then it, it went on to the next thing in the kitchen. It's a good story is um, he came in. I was, I'll, I'll never forget this. I was 30 years old. And we're partners in everything. So he literally looked at me and he said, you know, I want you to go see these financial guys that I'm talking to. And, you know, you know, back then at 30 years old, I was doing well. It was 1995 to 2005. The restaurant was cranking. You know, we were at a young age. I was there used to be lines in the Hudson Valley in Upper Westchester. Oh. You know, I, I remember when I first moved down there, you couldn't get into a restaurant on Fridays. And that, that game has changed. But yeah, I know. And the thing is, is that at that young age. You know, I'm doing very well. And you think you're going to do like that all your life. You know, you're in that good economy. I wasn't a good business person yet. I needed to learn. And the recession of 2007 made me the business person I am now. So he literally said, um, you know, you're my partner in deals. You're, you're in, in the restaurant and we're partners together. He goes, if you're going to continue being my partner, I need you to go talk to my financial guy. These financial guys I'm talking to about whole life. And I was thinking, you know, I really don't want to go. I'm like, I'm doing great. I don't need these guys. <laughs> you know, when I was younger, now Tiger Woods has got a coach. So I was thinking, I'm doing great. I don't need a coach. I don't need financial guys. So he, but once again, he literally said, if you don't go talk to these guys, I'm not going to partner on deals and all this stuff anymore. So, you know, what? I said, you know what? I'm going to go talk to them. I went to talk to them and they laid out a lot of great stuff. And, and the one thing I actually told them, because not that I, I didn't want to be sold by them. I was comfortable going because of my brother. So when I literally sat down with them, they guided me on everything, on whole life, on my whole thing that we were doing. I said, I'm going to take it in. I'm in. I said, I'm going to, whatever my brother wants me to do, I'm going to do. I was excited about it. I liked it. They explained it very well to me. But then I told him, I said, I want my brother to explain it from my brother's point of view as my partner. 
And I went, I went back to him and um, I told him how it went. Exact same, we're set up the exact same way. So I told him, you know, I said, Gino, whatever you tell me, I want to do it. I'm excited about it. I really believe in it. You know, I didn't really know much about it. I'm, I'm even more excited now I did it. I wish I was able to do more. We'll get into that later. But um, I ended up doing a uh, whole life at, at 30 years old. And uh, we, we did, besides the whole life, we did buy-sell agreements, uh, which are amazing on our restaurant, on our four family, on our shopping centers. I mean, these guys set us up the right way. And I, I'm talking about such the right way. When I walk into Chase and I get a financial advisor, a cookie cutter financial advisor, I call them, come to me and they're like, oh, they see my financials and everything. They're like, oh, I want to sit down with you. And, and they talk about IRAs, which I don't do because I have good financial advisors and we do whole life and borrow against it with the cash value. I tell them what I do. And I'm like, and I'm like, I don't, I can't use you because I don't believe in what you're, you know, and they see how it was set up. And then they hear me talk about buy, sell agreements and whole life. And then they're like, well, can I sit down with you? I want to hear how, who set you up and how you got set up so well. And that's and you're like, the G daddy is my bro. Okay. So Jake, G daddy here. Jake and Mark, the moral of the story is if you're an older brother, you just got to threaten your younger brother and just put a gun <laughs> to his head and say, you got to do it. That's all there is to it. And this is what I'm talking about. Uh, I'll share a story when me and my brother were younger. And I, and I know my brother's weaknesses and his strengths. And it's about 1980, a long time ago. My mom would load us up onto a bus. We live in Westchester County. We're driving a bus. We'd go down to Atlantic City. And go to Atlantic City. Mom's playing the slot machines. And my brother and myself <laughs> were going out playing some video games. A little Pac-Man back then. And on the bus, they would give us a roll of $10 quarters to everybody. So my brother would get 10 bucks. I would get 10 bucks. And man, I, my eyes were lighting up. And you know what it would take me to make 10 bucks? I was working with my dad back in 1978. He paid me $2 a day. So I got a stranger <laughs> giving me a $10 roll. I'm like, dude, I, this is jackpot for me. So we get off the bus. Man, I don't even see my brother. His little ass is running right into that, that room over there. He's playing. 20 minutes later, he's got no money. I got my $10 roll. At the end of the day, he is negative, and I walk out of that place with eleven bucks. Don't know where I found the other dollar, but the moral of the dude, story—they don't is- let kids onto the gambling floor, dude. You're lying to me right now. <laughs> no, dude, we, they had video games in there, so that's what they would do. They let the parents go to the go to the arc video. Uh, oh, so Gina slots. was hustling the other kids. He was, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I did, but the, the, I know my brother's weakness. He wasn't a great saver, right? He was a, an amazing worker, hard worker, but his just his savings wasn't great. And for me, my mom drilled savings into me, so I was a very prolific yeah. saver. I could save. Well, well you, you took you took after more like mom and, and I'm, I took after dad. Dad was like that. And, and I knew my weaknesses. That's why I actually I, I used to always ask you like and this is getting back to it. Um, that's why I like the whole life at 30 years old. I knew my weaknesses and that's why I'm successful nowadays because I can work on them. And the whole life, there's a couple ways of doing it. When I was 30, I remember, Gino, when you did your policy, you would fund it, say, 15, 20K, one shot. You know, you did it like that, like your tax bill in your house, or mm -hmm. you can put it in escrow, have it escrowed and pay a little. I did it monthly because I didn't like to fund it all at once. And I love to do my monthly is like a thousand right now. I think I, I think I do about 15,000 a year, 14,000. a year. I don't even look at it. It's on autopilot. But I like the monthly because it was I didn't it would to me just psychologically. I didn't like to see that 15,000 in there. But and it worked great. It was on automatic. Didn't even see it. So like you said, it, to me, who couldn't save was a good for savings. So and, and what I, what, well, no, what I want to say about that is it, everyone starts out at their own situation. If you want to start out with a certain dollar amount, fine. What me and Mark did is we saw where our holes were in our financial plan. And I was saying to myself, I'm a good saver. But on top of that, I had started a 401k for the restaurant. 
I'm like funding money for my retirement. I'm my mid thirties. I'm like, I'm not going to be touching this money. The opportunity cost is 25 years out. I said, hold on a second. Let me slam the brakes. I, I want to use the money today, tomorrow, next year. What's the best vehicle? And for me, I I'm making money in my business. I own real estate. I needed something that was guaranteed, something that there was no risk involved, something that I didn't have to think about and something where it was good at forcing me to save. Because let me tell you, at the end of the year, I'd write those checks. They felt painful. But looking back at it, yeah. I wish there was more pain involved. And for everyone out there who's putting more money, yeah, if everyone's putting more yeah. money into a 401k or There'd into be an better IRA, results now, right? Yeah. yeah, or even into a 529 plan and saving, look at this vehicle because this vehicle is amazing. You're able to <laughs> tap your money. You're able to use it as that opportunity cost. And my boy, Yaki Boom Boom over there threw up this slide over there. These two deals, this one deal on the top left, this deal changed my life right here, changed completely my changed my life. And it changed my brother's life. And we could talk about it. I had, like I said, threatened my brother. You don't do it. I'm going to kill you, AKA, you know, okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it, Gino. He puts the money in. When this deal comes up, I did. I robbed, stole. I had to blow up my 401k. I used some money from, 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 from a whole life. And my brother, the same thing. When an opportunity comes your way that's too good to be true and you don't have the capital, it's a lost opportunity. You'll never know what you what you lost. But for Mark- 42,000 bucks in cash flow on that deal last month. There's four partners on it. Just yeah, saying. so exactly. So Mark, talk about that. You know, when, we, when so, I brought the deal to you, you were probably like, this is too good to be true. Where am I going to get the money? And then, oh, wow, Gino told me to put this money in a whole life policy and I've got it in cash value. So this is what happened. Nowadays, I, have a, I crush my limiting relief. I will find money anywhere nowadays. But back then, I invested in three deals with you guys. And being four years younger than you, I always felt like, oh, and you would tell me, you know, I'm ahead of you, Marco. It's, you don't have as much money to invest with me. So I didn't want to, I missed out on a couple of deals. I, we're, we were doing too, so many deals that this deal came up. It was like probably the fourth deal we did. Mm -hmm. And I ran out of my liquid. You know, you know I, had, I had 800 grand in my house, uh, but I couldn't touch that. I had like no mortgage and I didn't, I didn't pull an equity on it. So what happened was I came up to this deal. This deal came up and I had uh, at the time, I think 150,000 cash value. So I called you and I really didn't know about it. I'm like, how does it work? Like I kind of knew I want to make sure I wasn't doing the wrong thing. And you told me, you're like, oh, let's try and find somewhere else first. And if you can't, I used 117,000 cash value to invest in Hammond. Now the deal at 3%. Um, so it cost me like 200 bucks a month, whatever is or a hundred. That deal cash flow is 4,500 a month. So I'm making, after I pay off the 200, I'm making 4,300 mm -hmm. and my whole life policy, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't even know how it works exactly. I'm getting 5% interest on it. So I'm actually yes. making money on the borrow money I borrowed against, which is That's arbitrage. Right. It's, it's a it's net crazy. neutral. Exactly. So you're it's actually crazy. borrowing money from the policy from, from the insurance company. That money that stays in your cash value, it's uninterrupted. It's continuing to grow. So it's an arbitrage. And some people can't get over that fact that I'm paying for my own money, but you're not paying for your own money. You're paying for that opportunity cost. You're still compounding it. You're paying the insurance company. That money goes back to you and you're creating the dual asset. We're doing dual asset strategy before we even figured it out. So now you've got your whole life policy, you've got the Hammond, and you're paying that thing back. And all of a sudden, when this policy loan is paid back, you've got two assets, one that's kicking at 4500 a month, and another one that's got replenished cash flow. Go ahead. Now, it gets Hold on. Better. The control is important because I want to, I want to touch on this. Mm -hmm. The control is so important. How easy was it to get that money? Oh, out of the whole you life. Have a you have a checkbook. You just write a check. It's oh. your checking account. But, but you mentioned a minute ago that you had money tied up in your house, but you had a hard time getting the HELOC at that yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, if you get a, and especially 2007 to 12. That's what I'm saying, guys. This is this is Boom. the important yeah, thing. Lock. You get into yeah. 2007, 2008, yeah. all of a sudden you think you have all this equity in your house and the bank tells you to go fly a kite. 
Why? Well, That's what? not going to happen again. It That's already has happened. Wells Fargo already pulled their line yeah. of credit. It's going to happen. That's bad back right now. point, everybody. though, but your whole life policy is going to be there for you, and they're not going to yes. give you a hard time and to get that money. Growing. That is your money. And he, as it keeps growing, yes. you can keep refining it and adding more to it. That's yes. what I mean. That's doing. the point. Yes. You're not going to yeah, get yes. screwed over when, you know, Jamie Dimon comes in and says, guys, we're pulling back the reins here. So, and Jake, there's another thing I like to touch on also. Mark had briefly mentioned it, but for all everyone out there who's a business owner, who has a key employee or a key team member, me and my brother, you know, we utilize, we implemented the buy-sell agreements because I love his wife. He loves my wife, but I really didn't want to be in the kitchen washing dishes and having his wife come and be my partner. And I'm sure he didn't want the same thing. So if something happened to us, one of us would get the business. The other one would get the insurance. It's a great way to set yourself up. The only mistake we made, we made it term insurance. I didn't know. I wasn't savvy enough because I thought, oh my gosh, another expense. Money's going out every year. Let me pay, let me be cheap and pay term. And you know what? Guess now I may not be insurable now for a whole life. You know, I have to get it on my my wife. I've got it on my kids. So that's something that you all have to think about right now. Think about the consequences of you not doing it right now. It's not just about this cash value. It's about creating, you know, a legacy for your children, for your family, an estate planning tool where down the road that you, you pass away, that money goes to your estate. So it's very important. So for us, the buy-sell agreement was just peace of mind. If something happened to one of us, the other person would be taken care of and the other person would get the business. So that was huge. Go back to the video we did. We've done a video on key man. Key man is very, very important. If you're out there, if you have some key employees that if you lose them, how are you going to you know, recuperate? How are you going to recover from that financial hit? Well, take a look at that because that's a really great technique to use in, in, in the whole life strategy. So Gino, one thing on the buy-sell, you went quick on it just because I didn't understand it at first, but we were set up so great. For anybody who doesn't know what the buy sells are, because it's um it's just I, I'll break it down simple, I guess, for them. On our business, it costs us nothing. It, the term was like four hundred dollars a year on the restaurant. That if mm -hmm. I pass away, the insurance pays. If the restaurant's valued eight hundred grand, my the insurance gives you a four hundred thousand uh a, my wife a four hundred thousand dollar check, and you inherit the whole business. Yes, done. Mm -hmm. And that, and that when I heard that, I'm like. Oh man, I mean, I was set up so great. I could sleep at night. So now we didn't cover. So the main things on, on my whole life, where I was happy. First, I got a death benefit, like term. I got the death benefit. Mm -hmm. I'm building cash value. They set me up with it because the, our financial guys knew I want to buy multifamily. So that's why that was, but it's also for other people too, doing all this stuff. But I was just set up so good that I was so comfortable, even in a recession, knowing that I'm doing the right things and I'm positioned in a good, in a good way. Mm -hmm. Love that. Whew. What do we got here, Jake? Shaking the hands, bro. It's all about <laughs> it's all about those relationships and it's all about your peer group. I mean, most of the people out there hear whole life and they go like, hold on a second time. I'm going to get something. They look at price versus value. I mean, if you look at it from what we've been discussing, if my brother didn't have the access to cash value, hey, listen, on my third deal, same thing. Jake says to me, hey, Gino, we need a $75,000 letter of credit. Where are you getting the money? Well, I, I had just stroked the $300,000 check to get into that deal. I had lint in my pockets. Jake was borrowing from his grandparents. I didn't know where to get the money. And then all of a sudden, I look around. What a like, stressful deal that was. Holy it, crap. It really was. We, we actually had the broker take a note as part of his commission. We had zero money. And I look and I'm like, holy cow, I have a $75,000 cash value. And I said to the banker, well, can I use this? He goes, yeah, I'll just collateralize it. I didn't even have to pull it out and borrow the money. I collateralized that 75 grand, use it as a letter of credit. A year later, he released it. No harm, no foul. That third deal until the Hammond, that third deal is what actually got Jake out of his W-2. And that gave me another year before I ended up leaving the restaurant. So those opportunities in life rarely come around. And if you have the opportunity 
to strike. That's the key, though. It's 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 the quality of options that you have. Yes. And there were so many moving parts to that deal. Mm-hmm. There's so much make it happen and creativity that went into that thing. And you know, even to the the, the point that you got down to the the wire, <laughs> we're borrowing from the whole life just to you know cover the broker's ass. It's, mm-hmm. It was. It was crazy, man. But yeah. uh, now phenomenal, phenomenal times. And I think that, you know, the quality of your life is going to come down to the quality of your options. We've said that a million times. And this is just another way to set your family up for long-term success and abundance. And I think mm-hmm. that's that's really the key for me. Well, I got personally. I got one last quick story that that's amazing. You guys are going to love this story because it's happening right now. So um, Neil Shoup, my partner, my friend, he's in Jake and Gino. He's in the mastermind. He's a fireman. He's retired. He's doing great. He's closing deals. He's in deals. He got on the phone. He's so excited. And and I didn't, I'm not selling him. He was asking me about it. I believe in this product. I will not talk about a product I don't believe in. He said, Marco, and he, he answered all his questions. He goes, I was putting 18,000 in an IRA when I was like 25 or 30 or whatever. He goes, he, and he has a lot of money in IRA. He goes, I wish I knew about this product at 30 like me. I said, I know. I said, but it's not too late. And he's not. He goes, he is funding 500 directly into it now from that IRA or whatever. And he's so excited about it. And and he gets it. He, you don't have to sell him on it. Explain why that's good, Gino. Well, for me, when you're getting it. a lump sum, it's, so it's very flexible for everybody out there. You can get level payments for X amount of years. You can get a single premium payment like that. What he's doing, he's just taking his money from his IRA. He's putting it into a cash okay. value where he's, where he's actually creating a death benefit. And he's creating a legacy for his family. And also, yeah. when you start retiring, there's a different tax implications. It doesn't go against your provisional income with social security. So you can take money out of, out of a 401k and guess what? It becomes taxable and it takes away from your social security. One of the big things that a lot of people don't understand, but in whole life, when you're pulling out and you're borrowing against your cash value, or you're drawing down, it doesn't go against your social security. So how amazing is that? Most people don't know that. And guess what? It's your money. So if, if the IRS decides to shut down your checking account and freeze your assets, guess what? They don't touch the whole life. And there's so many other benefits. Cash management tool, like we just talked about. How much is your IRA really making on those stupid mutual funds between all the costs and all the crap? And you're making 3%, maybe maybe, maybe a net of 4%, but you're rolling you're that, that roller coaster ride. And Mark, there's one other thing. Let's say Neil decides that he needs his money. He's like, I don't know, let's say Neil's in his 50s and in 10 years, he needs his money. And all of a sudden he needs to pull it out. He's at the behest of what's going on with the stock market. If yeah. he needs to pull it out in a year when the stock market is down 30%, well, good luck. And a lot of people are saying, oh, well, that doesn't happen. It happened in 08, 09. It's happened in a lot of years where you're deciding to retire and you're locked into the stock market and your portfolio takes a 30% hit. Well, guess what? That's not good news. And Neil has become so savvy and he understands that. He wants to have control of his money and he wants to be able to take it out when he wants and he doesn't want to be at the behest of what's going on on Wall Street. Correct me if I'm wrong because it does sound really great. And, And this is the points on him. He's getting a death benefit. Mm-hmm. He's going to take out, he's a dead IRA, which I, we don't believe in IRAs. He's going to mm-hmm. take that money. He's going to put it in. He's going to access the 500,000 as cash value immediately. Correctly. The majority and he's gonna of be it. able to buy property yes. with it. Like I did with Hammond. Yes. And that he could probably refi later on or whatever. And it's creating momentum for him where that money's dead. Yes. So, so, that's the biggest know, key, Mark. Me, I want to break it down for the beginner to understand. Yes. I think that's pretty powerful. And that's the biggest key you got right there, Jake, that we should have mentioned. It's not even that. We talk about whole momentum and all this. That deal with my brother who did with the Hammond and me and you did with the Hammond. Forget about the opportunity and the $4,300 a month. That led to our next deal and then to the next deal. So without the Hammond and without Courtyard, 
we probably wouldn't be here. And the so operational that- efficiencies and on and on the yeah. benefits that, that came with it, the refi, you know, I think we refied the thing twice already, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, it's, it's these things. And then, and there's the, we invested for cash flow, but there's a lot of, look, we have a lot of high level folks out there. There's a lot of people listening right now that have a million dollars in the bank, just sitting there getting it point, you know, 5% interest. Well, guess what? You're losing at least $35,000 a year. Okay? How much? This is, is $35,000 a year. You could go, you could go hire 000. a damn employee for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so think about this. You got a million bucks sitting in the bank earning 0.5%. You get 4% on the whole life. Okay. You can borrow from it. that is your cash management tool. Do not leave $35,000 a year, mm-hmm. you know, to be lit on fire. I, I, mm-hmm. yeah, it's one of the things I know, you know, even mm-hmm. in my household and within the companies, I hate lighting money on fire, keeping money in the bank right now, you're lighting $35,000 a year on fire. If you have a million dollars cash, and I know, you know, with our audience, there's a lot of folks out there that are in that position. So you have an option. It's, it's the quality of your options, folks. I think it's mm-hmm. the most important thing. I think the two highlights, Jake, that I, that I like to mention on, on, the, on the podcast, just to reiterate, reiterate this, everybody, the lost opportunity. I mean, if I hadn't told my brother that he has to do this and he's got to start, he would have lost that opportunity on investing with us. And for savings, sometimes we don't want to save. When I hear say people say, I'm going to buy term and invest the difference, that never happens because I've got six kids. Something is always popping up whether it's braces, whether it's car insurance, whether it's an air conditioner, whatever it is, life always happens. And most people aren't- Maybe it's the next deal and you're like, well, you just rushed it and you you weren't able to use a dual asset strategy on it, right? Because it's just, life came, life happened. Yeah, so lost opportunity and forced savings. Mark, any final words for the listeners? No, and and people go, oh, if somebody says it doesn't fit in my life at certain times, maybe it's not for everybody, but you know what it does? Like me, the forced savings- it, it sometimes makes you realize I shouldn't be in that bigger size of a house. Maybe I'd be in this size of a house, but, and then I have the whole life with me now, you mm-hmm. know? So that's why some yep. people make those wrong mistakes. I think I, like I said, you know, you, like you said, I don't regret it. I wish I could have did a little more, but I did enough. I do have, I still have, I have about 350 cash value. Um, I'm now what I'm, I'm the mistake I'm going to make when I do it on my kids, I'm doing it a little more because you told me to rip the bandaid off and you told me how much <laughs> I was going to do a certain amount. And you're like, no, you're doing that much. I'm like, no, I'm not. And you're like, started making fun of me. And like, yes, you are. Stop being, because we know, you know, our finances and I'll get coached by you. And so now I'm, I'm going to do a little more than I probably wanted to just because I know I'm going to look back and say, I wish I did more. So and most of us, well, you're coming from a life, life of scarcity to, I guess, to a life of abundance, right? It's, it's, oh, wow. I just got to scrimp and save and I can't do it. But you know what? The fact that you're pushing yourself means that you're going to go out and create more opportunities to make that money, to be able to force that savings. Whereas most people out there, they're comfortable. You know, speak, just speaking to Luke Wren, people are just comfortable enough to be comfortable. And if you're doing good in life, that's not good because you're comfortable. You either got to be doing crappy to get yourself motivated or you got to be doing awesome like my brother where, you know what, I want to get up every day and continue to do even more and even more. So that's that that's like the huge big takeaway for me. Jake, what do, we, what do we got on the screen over here, bro? Listen, this is my most favorite digital asset that we own, okay? And I just love saying this. It's so simple. 100year.com, 100year.com. That's powerful, all right? That's like damn Nike.com, all right? It's 100year, Y-E-A-R.com. If you want to learn more, uh, you know, schedule a call with one of the team members. Go to the site, check it out, find out if it's right for you, and uh, love to bring you aboard. So. I want to thank my brother for being a guest, for joking around, and for actually listening to me. Usually, the little brothers don't listen, but I'm glad he listened uh, at some of those important things. So, just glad that he came on. Actually, this is the first show we've ever done together. So, it was an honor and a privilege to have him on. And Mr. Stenziano, we'll see. I want to say it one more time because it's, it's so it's so it, and it's improved too from where it was. That's so 100year.com. It's so easy, guys. It's so easy. <laughs> Love you guys. Take care, Thanks, everybody. Thank Take you guys. Care. Make it happen.